0: taking a left when you normally take a right and and putting yourself into the element of the unknown, that's, it's all learning and growth. And I think, as you say often, you know too much to go back to whatever that pathway is that we have been on before. We know too much now. What we get from it on the other side now, I just know it's even a higher learning. Like we're going through the learning and the growth, but it's even bigger learning and bigger growth at the end. And yeah. if you achieve what you set out to do, it circles right back to a detachment. And then you do it all over again. <laughs> Don't attach. This isn't it. It keeps, com- it, keeps, it keeps coming at you.
1: Make meditation your life. And set the intention is number one. And know that you're not going to be that good at it at first. You are going to do 10 minutes of meditation, and then you're going to freak out on somebody 45 minutes later. <laughs> um, but... but Maybe afterwards you're going to be like, oh my God, like, yeah, I listened to that OSHO and that, per- oh my God, and I just did it and that was the vehicle and okay. And you know, I do this all the time, BJ. Like, I'll come back and I'll be like, I could have been better. I could have been better on that. Okay. So now I take that, I put that in my could have been better file and, and then I use that for later. Oh, here it is again, because it's going to keep coming. Here it is again. Okay. This time I'm going to be better. And maybe I'm a little bit better, maybe I'm a lot better, but over time, um, it will, again, it's that momentum, right? It will catch up. It will catch up. If you're not used to having a meditation practice making your meditation, your life is going to take a minute. It's going to take a minute, but don't give up. And it's okay if you freak out or somebody freaks out on you or you, you have a panic attack, like it's okay. Stay with your practice set the intention to make your life a meditation stay awake when everything says go to sleep and you'll get better and better every day you'll get better and better every day in every way but it's, it takes time it takes a minute
0: welcome back to the yogi triathlete podcast this is our monthly edition of the o show where jess and i sit down and smack talk Back and forth, answer your questions if they come in, or pretty much just talk about anything that we talk about every single day. (laughs) Um, Things that we go into depth with, and things that um, really resonate with us and our team and our community. And so this is our opportunity to share that with all of you. So welcome, everyone. And if this is your first time, uh, go back and binge um, on previous episodes of The O Show. And on that note, season three of the Awake Athlete Podcast was launched not too long ago. So please check that out and let us know your thoughts. Jess puts a lot of time into that. So much time that she was unable to do the intro and she passed it over to me here today. So I took charge. All right. Welcome to the show.
1: Thank you, BJ. I appreciate that. I like, I like this passing of the torch. Maybe I'll just take the whole thing over.
0: Possibly. If yeah. not now, when?
1: If not now, when? Exactly. (laughs) What did you just? You just got off the bike. What did you do for training today?
0: So today, this morning, I woke up early, and because the pool up the street now, about a mile, has reopened their schedule, so they're open at 6 a.m. I'm getting back into the practice, which I ebb and flow through with getting a workout done first thing in the morning. So I got myself up, up to the pool, got an hour swim in. Came back, um, <laughs> Clark is on the move to his, his favorite spot. Yeah, good boy. More camera time. And then I hopped on the bike just before this podcast, did a 50-minute ride with four times three minutes at uh, just above FTP on about six minutes rest. So plenty double the rest, but high-intensity double the rest. So three minutes on, six minutes easy. What's FTP? It's your uh, basically, it's how much uh, Um, power you can mm -hmm. hold for an hour, basically on the bike. So you do a test. You can do a twenty-minute test. You can do a ramp test, and basically, it gives you an idea in that time frame what you can hold for an hour. And then you do some math, and you come up with what zones you can train at, just similar to heart rate.
1: What's a ramp test?
0: Ramp test is where you slowly increase the intensity. Uh, As you keep pushing, pushing, pushing. Um, Whereas the traditional test is just a 20-minute best effort, which is what you and I are most um, familiar with. Mm -hmm. Coming from our days of Boulder, at the Boulder Center of Sports Medicine (laughs) with Neil Henderson. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Our connections run wide and they run deep. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That was a fun time. In life, getting into triathlon, going, moving out to Colorado, thinking it was because we were going to snowboard all the time, and which we did do. We the, did a lot we, of snowboarding. We got a lifetime worth of boarding in in that first winter, I think, and then finding endurance sports and realizing that that was truly the reason we were guided out there. It's really cool, and I. And I think that when you stay open, and even though that was premeditation days and all of that, I can't speak for you, but I've always lived for, from this willingness to you know, follow my gut feeling or my heart or my intuition, whatever you want to call that. And if we can focus in on that and follow that, which requires taking risks because it steps you out of what you know to be true and steps you into what you have yet to discover, that it's always more expanded and, um, I don't know, I think more expanded, but also aligned. Like it feels like, yes, yeah, snowboarding was so fun. I loved it. It was so fun. But the life I live now feels like the life I came here to live. And had I not been like, yeah, I'm out of here. I'm going to Colorado. And had you not sa- said, oh, my God, she's going to leave without me. I'm going to go too. Uh, we wouldn't be sitting here in front of these microphones. Or or maybe we would. Or I don't know. I think there's a lot of parallel lives that are happening right now. But the one that I'm sitting in is the one that makes the most sense, which is so funny. Like you come into this commonsensical um, position in life that so many decisions that didn't make sense got me here.
0: Yes. And I want to get to your workout this morning. But since we jumped into this, I've been really honing in on this um, concept. If I were to write out everything that you did up to this point or you know in the past 10 15 20 years and i told you that 20 years ago and said this is what's going to happen would you jump on board for everything that would happen most likely not you know the highs the lows the ankle that you sprained snowboarding the uh, you know the loss of our dogs the moving back east like all these things if i'd scripted all that for you you probably wouldn't be like oh my god that sounds awesome Maybe you would. Most people, I think, would not. (laughs) This is why we need to have the experiences to get us to this very moment that we're at, this joyful, appreciative, grateful uh, moment in our lives where it's beautiful. It's beautiful right now. But everything, and it's always been beautiful to a level. But if I look back, there's definitely moments where I had resistance to what was happening. So my point is, things are going to come into your awareness as you move towards this, this, this tug or this pull to what fills you up more, and it may not be your current situation. But as you move closer to that, there's going to be moments and experiences and um, pathways that are not going to make sense. They're not going to feel good, possibly. Um, they're going to ebb and flow, and it's okay. It's okay. In the end... You have to trust or work on the trust that it will get you to where you want to go. And so this is why you and I are here now sharing the mics, doing a podcast, which if you had told me 20 years ago that I would have to be in front of all these people and speaking my truth and how I feel, I would say, no, Way, I mean, it was challenging for me in college to stand up and do a presentation in public speaking. I was so nervous. It was all about memorization, and I just wanted to get through it to get on the other side to, I don't know, go play basketball or something. right? Just get me through it. Now, I embrace and enjoy all the opportunities I get to feel that discomfort, the discomfort you shared with me just right before the podcast when you said, start it up. Right, so there's a little bit of old BJ saying, "No, no, I won't do that," but I know better. I know better. I know I will doing
1: the intro. Work, doing yeah, the doing intro. the intro. Yeah. I'll I'm work like, my start way start through. Start it up. I'm like, what did I tell you to start yeah. up? Um, so does
0: that all make? Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, and I think I think you and I like we came together in this life, but like I came from the right and you came from the left.
0: Well, the opposite because (laughs) you're left-handed and I'm (laughs) right-handed. It totally makes sense.
1: (laughs) Because my whole life, I was jumping out of my skin to have adventure. Um, being in school from seven in the morning till two o'clock in the afternoon used to make me crazy. Like I've, I felt suffocated from this like standardized routine of, of growing up. So I think for me, like when you were saying, like, if, if we had said like all of these things that were going to happen, I probably would have said yes anyway. Um, and that's just whatever. That's just the soul that dropped into this body. It's just I think I've had a lot of adventure. But it was funny that you say that about what happened, you know, after. And it's interesting that we're talking about this because today is the 17th of June. And just three days ago was like our six-year anniversary of pulling out of our driveway and saying, we have no budget, no itinerary, no idea where we're going to live, let's go. And um, one thing I did, I did know about that trip, I don't know if I ever told you this, um, I knew we were going to have like a massive financial scare. I knew it. I absolutely 100% knew it. And um, but we but I we went anyway, right? So I just knew it. I don't I don't know how to describe it other than I had a knowing. But then I think the bigger knowing that I have was like, we're gonna be okay. I knew we were gonna be okay. Um and you said something about like I think you said like gratitude for life. And it's interesting that you said that because my workout this morning was um on Fridays, I've been keeping like a two hour trail run. Um and a couple of weeks ago, I did like, you know, a little bit longer than that. And today I was out on the trail just feeling this really elevated sense of gratitude for life. Yeah, for my life, but like for life, for for life and, and the discernment that my life, like the life that breathes me, the life that lives me is always perfect. It's always intact. Uh, it's never you know, tarnished. It's never scared. It's never sick. It's, it's never fearful. It's never impatient. And like our life is, is perfect. And if we can, I was thinking about how over so many years I've cultivated that relationship with that part of me that's breathing this body. And because of that, all those fluctuating circumstances in life, We can, it doesn't take away like their intensity, but there's an ease about navigating life. And I was feeling a elevated sense of gratitude for that today as, you know, even just in the last couple of weeks, we've had encounters uh, with people who are in a lot of pain and there's a lot of pain, there's a lot of suffering and it puts me further into my purpose to not just walk the talk, Um, but through any vehicle that the, our source or universe puts me into and says, you know, share your teachings through your experience, um, I will do like, I'm, I'm willing to do whatever I need to do to assist people in just easing, easing that suffering, easing that pain, uh, because we're so powerful, we're so much more powerful than we think. And that was also playing into just this gratitude I have. It's almost scary how powerful we are, how we create circumstances in our life. And there's this saying that's like, well, it's meant to be this way. It's supposed to be this way. And that's completely incorrect. Um, Things are the way they are because we created them to be that way. So let's give ourselves power. You know, I've I've created my life to be a chaotic mess sometimes, and I've created it to be a complete uh, delight. And um, how I navigate those things with the with the knowing that I am a powerful being that really sets the stage for for what's coming next. So yeah, so I did a couple hours on the trail this morning, and just had this really amazing elevated sense of gratitude. And there was this like one part where I actually took a picture of it, where the trail was just really pristine, no rocks or anything like that. And it was in the middle of like a field, which has now gone to gold, as opposed to green, you know, when it's raining and things like that. And then in right where you can't see the trail anymore, because it goes down, you see um, the mountain you know the whatever volcano. the volcano that's there in these local trails and i just like laughed cuz i was like it's this is so life like we get onto this nice tidy little path where we have like a 401k and great insurance and a paycheck and all of that and we like dismiss the fact that there's always always going to be a mountain so it doesn't matter if the trail is technical and messy, you're going to have a mountain. If the trail is perfect and clear and just that wonderful pitch to run on, there's going to be a mountain. Because this place that we live here, this earth, it's here. we're here to learn. The purpose of this world is to learn. So it's never, ever, ever going to stop. And I think that that's why I would have said yes, even if I knew all of the highs and the lows that we were going to navigate. Because you can't escape the learning that you came here to experience.
0: Yeah, i i think I think that's um, I think that's oh, an awakened athlete's mindset. <laughs> I do. I think being out on the trail and being able to see those parallels is because you're awake. You're not on the trail with music, zoning in, hitting paces and work in intervals and and i think that's one way to go and it's not wrong but i think the more fulfilling i'll say that word fulfilling experience you have is when you're presently there through the entire experience on the trail and you're looking around you're soaking it in you're breathing the air smelling the flowers which i know you do often and Taking a left when you normally take a right and and putting yourself into the element of the unknown, thats it's all learning and growth. And I think, as you say often, you know too much to go back to whatever that pathway is that we have been on before. We know too much now. What we get from it on the other side now, I just know it's even a higher learning. Like We're going through the learning and the growth, but it's even bigger learning and bigger growth at the end. And yeah. if you achieve what you set out to do, it circles right back to a detachment, and then you do it all over again. <laughs> Don't attach. This isn't it. it keeps com- It keeps. It keeps coming at you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. So that was the morning.
1: Yeah. So that was the morning. <laughs>
0: it's now noon.
1: Yeah. We're recording
0: this podcast on another mm-hmm. just day where we just have a lot, or week, end of a week where we just have been fulfilled with filled with so much. To accomplish, and everything that we created. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah,
1: absolutely. I, I, I think that the saying, you know, careful for what you wish for, is absolutely true. Mm. As opposed to the other one, like, well, I guess it's supposed to be this way. Nah, we're more powerful than that. Um, but yeah, be careful for what you wish for. I remember we had uh, Renee, who is she's been on the podcast with. Renee's been on the podcast, hasn't she? Renee and Philip.
0: She came on with Philip the second time.
1: Yeah, um they are our yoga mentors back in Rhode Island and I remember one day in in class she said, you know, every every thought is a prayer. Like every thought is a prayer. And we one of the laws of of nature, but also like universal law, metaphysical law beyond physical. Um because science eventually our material scientists eventually they discover all the metaphysical laws uh, within the manifestation of of matter here on Earth, and and um, it's cause and effect. So it really is like every thought, every word, every action. It like careful for what you wish for. Um, as meditator Bob says, like you better make sure you have a guard at the gate. Like make sure your guard is at the gate, like watching which thoughts that you're gonna choose to indulge. Um, but that's you know it. it you could. Kind of be like, oh, that's kind of scary. And I don't know, maybe it is. Uh, but you could look at it that way. Or you could look at it like, okay, I'm going to get my guard at the gate and I'm really going to start watching like what I'm indulging because uh, what we focus on expands. expands. That was actually <laughs>
0: It's funny you say that because I had that as a note to talk about. Like, All right, talk this about focus, it. Focus This focus that we bring awareness to, good or bad, if mm-hmm. we want to label it good or bad what we focus on will expand. So if you're fearful of flying your bike on an, on an airplane to go to a race, then you're bringing that energy into the flight that you're that you're taking with you. If you're fearful of going into the ocean uh, in an open water race and you're fearful of the seals or the sharks or whatever wildlife is down there, you're bringing and attracting that energy. Well, it may not manifest into a shark or whatever, maybe a jellyfish this time. Or maybe it's just seaweed that you put your hand on and it kind of shocks you a little bit. So you're bringing in this element of stuff because you're focusing on it. So the alternative to this is to shift your awareness to something else. And why I'm saying this is right now, a swimmer that we're on the team is trying to swim around the bridge, uh, the pier, uh, and... As she continues to train every week and slowly slowly make her way further out, hasn't quite gotten around the pier, but more and more further out, what she's noticing is, is her attention is pulled away to oh, what is that you know what is that what is that underneath And am I still on the swimming in the right direction, and what is that over there? And all these thoughts are coming in, and she 's choosing to focus on something else, her breath. Uh, another cue that we have is um, Stroke, you know, like long a mantra, long, strong, calm, or count your strokes is another one. Count every twenty strokes. My point is, you can take ownership. What you were talking about before, take ownership of the experience. This is my experience to have. I'm gonna, I'm gonna notice when my mind wants to wander, but I'm gonna instead pull it back, and it's a relentless pursuit. So when we start to focus on that, we start to meet meet these experiences with more calm because that's what we're focused on if we're always focusing on anxiety fear doubt then we're gonna have fear anxiety and doubt come streaming in in different areas of our day and then we're gonna be asked to navigate them and are we gonna fall back to the default path that we've created or are we gonna choose a different way um Because they're
1: going to keep coming until yeah, like you're here to master these things. Uh, And another word I could use there is to like overcome them. So you'll keep attracting the same thing. You'll keep having that change that's the same. Which I did an episode about that, Nick. Awake athlete season three. Are you changing to be the same? Which is like, oh, God, doesn't that make you want to choke? This is
0: terrible just to, <laughs> I know. Just to hear those words. I know. Change to be the oh, same. Oh, my
1: God. I've been so guilty of that changing to be the same. Like, oh, my God. Um, and uh, yeah, so you'll keep drawing all that stuff to you until you. Um, like the swimmer is saying, "Oh, that's not helpful. I'm going to shift my fo- I'm going to shift my focus. I'm going to start stop giving this fuel. I'm going to just feel the experience because we have to burn off the momentum of the things that we have created. So even if." you're like, okay, I'm, I'm in now listening to the Wake Catholic podcast join the team going on retreat. Like I'm going to get all this, I'm going to get this squared away in my mind. Like that's amazing because you're starting momentum in a new direction, but there's a lot of, of like effects that are still coming from their cause. Right. So there's still a lot of momentum that needs to burn off. So that's like, sometimes people will make positive change in their life, but they'll give up because they're like, man, I still can't get a break. And what we don't realize is that we've created these waves, these quantum waves of momentum that basically manifest into life circumstances. And then we say, oh, I'm making all this positive change and nothing's changing, but we have to stay with the positive change so that the physical of everything we've created can burn off and the new stuff can catch up. And then that's when you're really like you're living in with ease, no matter the circumstance. So don't give up, keep moving forward. That's, that's a rewiring that needs to happen to keep moving forward when you don't yet have the evidence, when it seems like nothing's changing, you are creating change. Um, So, but you have to change your mental attitude. You have to be willing to be moving in this new direction. If you're not, you're just going to keep changing to be the same. So what do I mean by that? What I mean by that is that every moment, everything is changing. Everything is changing in every moment. So if it seems like nothing's changing, it is changing. It's just changing to be the same. So if there's a lot of good stuff that's changing to be the same, good, keep it. Like don't, you don't need to touch that pile. You can even make it better by being extra grateful for those things or whatever way you want to elevate that. But if there's things that are not serving you or your family or your community, you can, you can begin to shift that by simply starting to lean into its opposite, which will stop the momentum Like, stop further momentum, but there's still a lot coming at you, right? So we can also say the boomerang, right? Like, life is like a boomerang. You throw the boomerang out, it's going to come back. So I threw that boomerang out, like, quite – uh, unconsciously for many years. So anytime I have like this surprising, like, whoa, look at that, like, whoa, that was a weird interaction with that person. Or like, you remember like the demand letters I was getting from the insurance company? Okay, I was yeah, like, yeah. oh my God, like this, <laughs> this letter is so intense. I'm just like, wow, that's a boomerang coming back. Okay, cool. Let's Let's burn it off and move forward and and be in control of my mind as I navigate this this super intense letter from this insurance company.
0: <laughs> yeah, so it doesn't it doesn't matter what it comes through, uh, intense letter or right. seaweed in the ocean right. or, or the waves that knocked us out the other day. Like it doesn't matter what it is; it's going to keep flooding in every day. Yeah, every day. There's that's why we're learning. We're learning <laughs> and applying it. But if you don't apply, let's back it up. If you're not there to actually experience it. And to see, I saw you navigate this whole experience (laughs) week after week after week, phone call after phone call. Come on,
1: babe. It was month after month. Month after month.
0: Like, (laughs) it's going to keep coming until, and your energy never rose above, you know, on a scale one to 10. It was never more than a two. Like, you're always like, okay, let's just, what's the next step I need to take? You said it's A. Okay. It's then it's A. And then you would get a letter that says it's B. And you're like, well, wait a minute. You said it was A. So you just keep, cycling through keeping your meeting that intensity it could be intense i mean intense jessica i've seen intense jessica before and to meet a letter like that the way that you do now is not how you would have met it you know decades ago no i would have
1: ripped those people apart and that is so nasty and yucko (laughs)
0: <laughs> right. Well, that's the boomerang. You don't want to be yucky anymore. You put that out there and now these people are giving you the opportunity to yeah. heal that energy and yeah. now you're working through it. So now we should get no demand letters. Hear that? No demand <laughs> letters. I'm putting it out there. Isn't
1: that funny? Like I got again. nasty letters, but how how often or how many times have I been nasty, you know, before I woke up? Yeah. Okay. So God, I'm surprised I don't have a d- mailbox bursting with nasty letters. Yeah, I was just
0: grateful. It's just one company, one letter.
1: It's all good now though. It's all good.
0: Yeah. Uh, I think it's funny. funny. (laughs) Yeah.
1: It is funny to to, uh, traverse situations like that in life from this 10,000 foot view, you know, and realize that the person on the phone at the insurance company is just like, you know, they've got their list of things to do. They probably have to stop at the store on the way home. They're going to make dinner. Like they have a job that, you know, helps to pay their rent so that they can, you know, we're all in this pursuit to feel good in life. And, you know, they're, it's not this, you know, this dude that I talked to or the woman that I talked to or the other guy that I talk to that's like writing the letter. They're just doing their job. And so I have an opportunity to connect with somebody and be kind and pay it forward um, so then maybe, because I know how I used to be with those individuals, um, and I would assume that there's people out there that are have taken over that role f- for me, and, and they're being crazy and nasty on the phone to people at insurance companies or credit card companies, and I don't want to be that person anymore, so there's a difference between not wanting to be that person anymore and not being that person anymore. Right? So I would feel, I felt the fire coming up. I felt the fear like, oh my God, like this is a really intense letter from this insurance company and breathing and feeling my feet in the sh- in the shoes and just playing the game. Cause the game is so funny. The game is so funny. It's like, well, you got to yabba dabba do this. And then you got to yabba dabba do this. And then yabba dabba do this and yabba dabba do this. And it's like, That's so funny. Why would you have to do all this stuff when you can just do this, but you just go, oh, you want me to yabba dabba do? All right. Yabba-dabba-doo.
0: Right. Play the game. So (laughs) there's just so much less energy involved when you just- That's the ease. The ease. And it's not giving in. I wouldn't say it's giving in. It's giving in to your own power. Yeah, I was persistent.
1: I was persistent. You
0: didn't give the power to the insurance company. Mm -mm. Like that means, what does it mean? Giving them power that means that you're irritated or stressed or angry because they did something that attacked you, and your reaction is, "How dare they do this to me?" And I've got all this, you know, cred and like (laughs) ease and calm. Like how, but instead, you took the power back, which is the important piece there, where you said, I'm going to choose how I'm going to navigate and react to this, knowing that it's just a game. It's really just a game that we're playing. It's this movie of life. We all have roles. You know, I play a role as a coach sometimes, and I play a role as, I, I think I joked about it the other day, I think we are doing a website, and I was like, oh, I'm a web designer for 15 minutes today. This is cool, I'm playing this role. I'm Clark's dog walker today, this is cool. And you keep playing these roles... Never taking him too seriously. And I think, well, I know there's just more ease in life that way. And I recall just earlier this week, too. I remember I responded to something in a completely non BJ way and I did it so quickly. It might have taken five or 10 seconds and it just, it just brought a wealth, a depth, a, an enormity of just like instantaneous relief because I didn't indulge in it too long. I just nipped it right there with an easeful approach.
1: But I think the nipping of something is your ability to do that is, is representative of the little bit every day over a long period of time that you've been doing for years. So when people say, when people told me 20 years ago, let it go, I wanted to hurt someone. (laughs) Because like, how do you let it go? How do you let it go when you're being wronged? How do you let it go when somebody's being a jerk and you're not a jerk? How do you let it go? Like, you can't just let that go. I couldn't just let that go. And that really was such a, oh man, that was such a catalyst for the person I am today, the work that I do today, and uh, who I am going to continue to grow into. Because really, I, I mean, I joked many times like, You know, if one more person told me to let it go and not told me, did not give me the tools of how to let it go, I was going to end up like serving multiple life sentences in a maximum security prison because I was so on the edge because people would just say let it go and I didn't know the how, right? So there was the part of me that was looking for a step one, step two, step three. But what I didn't realize was you let it go naturally as you lean into that spectacular being that you truly are. And that happens a little bit every day over a long period of time. When I close my eyes, shut my mouth, sit down, and stay dedicated in my practice, and not just sit in meditation and think about things, but sit in meditation and go deep into that spectacular being who I am, then she begins to have more play in my life. And there is like, there's just, it's not even like, an effort to let things go. In a lot of things, I don't even have to let go because they just don't stick.
0: I'm glad you, you, you connected it to the, your meditation practice because that was another thing I was.
1: Dude, I'm just pulling it. off your list of yeah. subjects here and I didn't even see them.
0: But meditation, <laughs> meditating. So maybe this is what I see too is like you have this, you have your meditation practice, but then you walk out into the world. And you completely forget about everything that happened in those five to 60 minutes that you spent in calm and peace or, or chaos or thought. And you You're talking
1: your... you, general, right? I'm not talking you, me. No, not you. Yeah, you. like we, oops. we, we People, as human yeah. beings.
0: We, like we. you've got a meditation practice. So my, my point is connecting what you're doing, the same thing with yoga, connecting what you do on the mat with what you take out into the world. We feel all this compelling accomplishment to check the box for doing the morning meditation or the yoga flow on the mat, and then we leave it however long it was, and we enter the world and we and we become anxious and we get fearful and we get angry and we get frustrated and we feed lack and we have sadness and um things are flying at us in all different directions, and then we we end up at the end of our day like totally exhausted because we just had all this. Energy and opportunity presented to us, but we didn't take advantage of any of the the learnings or the opportunities there. And then we repeat the cycle again, and we check the box for the meditation and yoga, and then we go out into the world, and we don't. We have struggle seeing how we can change.
1: So I think it's important to say that um, let's 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 pick on anxiety because that's such a it's almost like a buzzword. Um, But I understand um, there's a lot of fear. I get it. Totally get it. But if you can consider for a moment, or maybe open up your journal and put some pen to paper on this, that anxiety is no different than holding Warrior Two in stillness for two minutes. It's just the vehicle for the practice so when the anxiety shows up, when the demand letter from the insurance company comes in, um, when the person gets into your face yelling and screaming, saying, you made me feel this way, these are all vehicles for the practice. So make meditation your life and set the intention is number one, and know that you're not going to be that good at it at first. You are going to do 10 minutes of meditation, and then you're going to freak out on somebody 45 minutes later. <laughs> um, but but maybe afterwards, you're going to be like, oh my God, like, yeah, I listened to that Osho and that, per- oh my God, and I just did it. And that was the vehicle. And okay. And you know, I do this all the time, BJ. Like, I'll come back and I'll be like, I could have been better. I could have been better on that. Okay. So now I take that, I put that in my could have been better file, and and then I use that for later. Oh, here it is again, because it's going to keep coming. Here it is again. Okay, this time I'm going to be better. And maybe I'm a little bit better, maybe I'm a lot better. But over time, um, it will, again, it's that momentum, right? It will catch up. It will catch up. If you're not used to having a meditation practice, making your meditation, your life is going to take a minute. It's going to take a minute, but don't give up. And it's okay if you freak out or somebody freaks out on you or you, you have a panic attack. Like, it's okay. Stay with your practice. Set the intention to make your life a meditation. Stay awake when everything says go to sleep. And you'll get better and better every day. You'll get better and better every day in every way. But it's, it takes time. It takes a minute.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think remo- we'll remove we the time element back mm-hmm. to a practice I really believe in or a belief I believe in. It's going to take time. I mean, you've created this life that you're in now, us specifically for 40 years, for 50 years. So to expect this to change... <laughs> are you talking
1: about my inner age? Yeah, well, that's
0: <laughs> 25. If we, if we expect, if this is where we are at 50, 50 years to get to here, we can't expect it to take five minutes to completely change our life and then live this, ah, like everything is rainbows and yeah. unicorns. It's It doesn't happen that way. So it can be fast track though it can be moved along quicker if you begin to get off that highway of of thought pattern and habits that you've created and begin to take some exits along the way and see like oh I can interrupt this super highway and take a breath take a moment and pause and say like okay do I want to get back on the highway or do I want to continue on this side road and sometimes we're going to get back on the highway and sometimes we're going to take the side road but we all know the side roads go back to the highway so we can, we can have those experiences so that eventually over time maybe we're not on the highway anymore. Maybe we're just all taking back roads and side roads and we're having this like un- experience with unknown that we just find is appealing to us. I don't know if that analogy makes sense, highway to side road, but it just came to me.
1: Well, you'll uh, you'll have a chance to review it when you listen to this podcast oh, before I'll it forward. launches.
0: I'll just forward. you would be
1: like, uh, John, can you cut that out, please? <laughs>
0: At about 40 minutes in,
1: just... <laughs> yeah. Oh, I have a confession.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, when I do remember like in those first, those early days of the Yogi Triathlete podcast, I definitely like... Oh, I still was not a judgment of myself, and so there were times where I like would take things out that I said so I could just sound better, and I wouldn't have to live with my with myself. <laughs> it wasn't that severe, but definitely I there, I definitely was guilty of being like, oh, I wish I didn't say that. Oh, I don't have to say it. Highlight, delete. Good, look at that. Doesn't even exist. I like what you said about like it takes. It's going to take. It's going to take some time, right, to, to, to develop the new habit. But it only takes an instant to set the intention. And then within that, like every choice you make, your new life or your new way of being or your enhanced way of being is always one choice away. So it doesn't matter if you screw up or your mind falls. Like you get this next moment and, oh man, this life is just so precious. That's the other thing I was thinking about today. It's just, you know, that, that light can can turn off at any moment. We just don't know how long we have and um, or the, those around us. And um, yeah, like, I don't know. I just want to be the best I can be while I'm here. And as much as I want to fast track that, it's a work in progress. So have some grace for yourself along the way, which is easier said than done. But that, too, is a process. That, too, is a process.
0: I forgot who said it, but... Really resonates with me, and I've used it in many texts to our athletes. is every choice is a chance, right? Every choice is a chance, and it's a chance to change. we have, I don't know how many choices we have in a day, but it's a chance. We have, I
1: think, fourteen (laughs) hundred and forty moments in a day. I think there's like fourteen hundred and forty moment minutes in a in a day. Again. We are athletes. We are not mathletes. Right.
0: But Liz on the team is a self-proclaimed
1: I know. We need, math lover. you know what? Can we get an accountant or a mathematician to join the team, please, <laughs> so we can um, talk about uh, pool times and all that good stuff? I am going to pull this up right now to see how many minutes. But I like that, day. though.
0: Every, if you look yeah. at it, mm-hmm. we're presented with uh, so many opportunities. Mm-hmm. And it's what we choose to do with those opportunities that then begin to build momentum into reflecting what it is we want to achieve or falling back into the default pattern, which is something that we've always done. So we're always we're changing to be the same.
1: I know. Doesn't that sound so sounds, gross?
0: Sounds like, like weak <laughs> coffee.
1: It sounds like weak coffee. I know, bums me out, man. I spent a lot of time. You <laughs> changing pay for that coffee and it's a um,
0: little brown and it's like, mm, I think I'm like
1: way water. off on this 1,440, right. which doesn't surprise anyone. Didn't I have some ridiculous math mishap in the last one? Oh, yeah, 45 degrees is not a right angle. Um, somebody, actually, a couple people now, because somebody, Liz, actually on the team, not Coach Liz, we gotta get our name for Liz, but Triathlete Liz, Spartan Liz. Um, flipping truck tire Liz uh, was, I think it was her that was reading this book. I don't know, it doesn't matter. Uh, 4,000 weeks. So the average person has 4,000 weeks to live. And, you know, it's very much like, as people were telling me about it, actually, I think it was Nancy on the Costa Rica mm. retreat um, that was reading it. And it's basically like, it speaks our language 100%. But if somebody's looking for another voice or, uh, you know, another perspective on the same darn thing we talk about every month here on the show. Uh, check out that book, 4,000 Weeks. Um, what else do you have on your list?
0: Well, two things, but I think I want to prioritize and talk about... Oh,
1: 1,440 minutes in a day.
0: There you go. You're right. I Does am the a the ego mad. like that?
1: Yeah, totally. Celebrate. <laughs> victory. Mm -mm, 1,440 minutes that's not math though that's just like was my memory correct it's the ability
0: to use your fingers on a phone (laughs) yeah use calculator (laughs) ask Google Um,
1: what else is on your list we were gonna I was gonna talk about something um, important but let's talk about it kind of you know more human uh, was fueling for your workouts
0: yeah we can touch this let's go
1: you know we talked to Elizabeth Impine And I really thought there's been so many times in my life where I'm like, oh, my God, this is it. (laughs) This post just moved through me and the whole world is going to change. You watch. Um, And I really thought the whole world was like every athlete was going to change when Elizabeth talked about reds, which is like the long term effect of not fueling your body and how devastating that is for your health. And yet... I'm still hearing about athletes that are not fueling for their workouts, um, and so I would say take that into a massive swing in the opposite direction, like over fuel. Like you got to make a you got to make a significant shift if you're not fueling yourself for your workouts. So maybe we should just say how we fueled ourselves today.
0: We can, uh, yeah. I, I I would like to go there, but I think the passion we, you may be experiencing too. Which has been picked, the momentum has picked up since the Pure Vita Cycling Challenge. You really walked away from that experience with love and joy and gratitude, but also with like, oh my god, like if I didn't fuel like I did, just constantly putting stuff and calories into my body, I would have been in that truck with Dan a little bit more often.
1: Yeah, like every those, day during yeah.
0: those uh, rides.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're so true. Like that really, that really cemented. Cause let me like looking at my bike training, look at my history as a biker, like, and then you look at those five days of climbing, it'd be like, what? You have no business going there and doing that challenge. But I knew I had gears on my bike. I knew my mindset is quite invincible. And I knew that my body has an incredible ability to metabolize nutrition when I'm training. Um, I just have really good digestion. So, but I wasn't thinking like, oh, I was gonna do it. I I don't know. I came off of that with this whole new, like, or elevated, this is kind of the word I've used a million times already in this podcast, but like this elevated awareness of how important it is to fuel the body. Because... um, the, what I asked of my body over those days was so significant. And I, I was a massive success. I was a massive success. I completed all the rides every day. Um, the first day I went out on top about halfway through and was able to complete all the other rides. And I felt even great that day that I pulled out, but I was like, I'm going to George Costanza this. I'm going to go out on top. And, um, but the fuel was amazing because I just, I felt how I would put fuel in my body would just take it and absorb it. Like it was, it was unbelievable. Like I felt like there was little hands inside my body that was like, I'll take that. Thank you very much. Oh, I'll take that. I'll thank you very much. And just continually fueling, 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 fueling. So, so yeah, I think you're right. Um, coming off of that challenge, uh, it was amazing. It was, I was so successful beyond what I could have imagined. Um, And I wasn't really, I was just imagining how I wanted to feel, which was, you know, in community and and feeling grateful and feeling strong uh, because, um, you know, on paper it was like, my God, it was so unknown. It was so like, am I going to be able to do this? And um, I didn't want to entertain that at all. I just wanted to be in community. Those were kind of, I had broad goals ride every day things like that but yeah fueling it's so
0: important so so what did you have today like
1: so uh woke up this morning and i had we had uh i would say how much quinoa do you think was in there maybe like half a cup three quarters of a cup so i had like three quarters of a cup of quinoa and i added some oat milk and i added actually a little bit of some raw oats and then i heated that up I put it in the microwave, which I'm not a huge fan of microwaving, um, but I put it in the microwave for about a minute, and then I put some granola on it, raspberries, blueberries, banana, sun butter, and some maple syrup, like a maple syrup drizzle, and I had that for my breakfast. And then... I was going out. No, I would not have had that if I was going out for a track workout, but I was going out for two hours on the trail. And I knew, I know that this Friday trail run, I'm just kind of like, I'm chilling, man. I'm cruising. I'm hiking on the uphills. I'm, you know, I'm not going crazy on the downhills. Like it's just kind of this chill. Keep, keep your connection to the trails and things like that. So I knew I would be fine having something that big. And then so two hours on the trail. So I had that probably left hit the trails maybe an hour after eating that, maybe a little bit hour and change. And then on the trail, I had a serving of rock which is 250 calories over the course of those two hours. And then I had a gel. And then as soon as I got home, I had an Ezekiel wrap um, heated up and I put a um, Hillary's burger in there. So a a garden burger, a green burger. And then a ton of spinach and some hummus and drink a bunch of water. So that was how I fueled my workout. And I know I'm going to be hungry. So probably after this, I'm probably going to make a smoothie with pineapple, banana, spinach, a half a scoop to one scoop of protein powder. I don't use a lot of that stuff. And oat milk. So I'll have that as like a second lunch. Mm,
0: I like second lunch. I like... Second breakfast.
1: I like second breakfast. Second dinner. Second lunch. No, I don't like second dinner (laughs) because I don't don't. like (laughs) dinner, I like to go to bed. You know, I don't want my I want my body resting, not digesting. So how about you?
0: Yeah. So because I have a swim first thing in the morning, I didn't I didn't consume anything. I'm playing around with this disruption I have in my gut in terms of sometimes some swims it, it feels uncomfortable, some swims it feels fine. Uh, I haven't really been able to nail it down. So when in doubt, I'm not feeling it. I had, I think I had second dinner last night. So I didn't have a big breakfast <laughs> today. I got to the pool, had water with electrolyte in it. Um, came home, had a banana, had, um, the rest of your smoothie bowl from choice. I had a bowl full of berries because I bought a two pound package of blueberries from Trader Joe's and I've just been consuming like, Bowl after bowl of just eating
1: mm,
0: berries. Oh, so good! Uh, I had a grapefruit, and then um, and then I did my live, and then I consumed afterwards two pieces of uh, the super toast, super loaf with peanut butter and chia. You know the works, peanut butter. Uh,
1: no, what is the works? Tell us.
0: Peanut butter, agave, chia seeds, flax meal, shredded coconut. A banana on top, and uh, I think that's it. Yeah, that's it. So I had those two pieces, and then another banana, full banana. Well, I had three quarters. I gave another quarter to Clark, the banana monster (laughs) in the family. I literally bought three bushes of bananas, and there's like three left.
1: I did that two days ago. I know, you had a lot of bananas. Yeah.
0: Uh, And then I hopped on the bike. I had a Tane on the bike. Which is 250 calories, and uh, then more blueberries after, because I had to get right to the podcast. But after this, I'll have a smoothie bowl.
1: So we started this podcast at 12:30 in the afternoon. So that was everything I mean, that's that's a nice, that's a good fueling breakfast. Did you have any problems with your gut today? Well, and grapefruit's good for you too, because grapefruit's good for it's got some good digestive enzymes in there. Um, I know you're trying to figure that out, but you did a great job at fueling, like, you know, you put in some things that are easy to digest, the fruit and things like that, the grapefruit, and then you had the toast. That well, was good. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Watching that. And then I'll have my smoothie. As soon as we're off of this, I'm having my smoothie bowl.
1: All right. Well, yeah. Make it. Cause I got to make,
0: you got going to make, make my
1: smoothie. I, I do the thing that you don't understand. I just make a smoothie.
0: Yeah. But this is my opportunity, I guess. But I just enjoy the smoothie bowl so much. <laughs> I, know. I love the top. I made more granola. So that's good. what I did. Um, <laughs> while you're out in the trails, I made more granola, <laughs> of <Good>. course. <laughs> the Yogi Triathlete granola recipe on our Patreon page.
1: Yeah, it's on our Patreon page. It's good. And um, the one on our Patreon page, I think, has coconut oil in it. But we've since... Oh, you took it off, huh? You want oil free? No oil. It? Cool.
0: But you can if you want. But yeah. I just found if you remove the oil... It tastes the same.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, I and mean, go back and listen to that podcast with Elizabeth. It launched. Uh, I'll put a, sh- a link in the show notes on it. Um because really if we're like you might be getting away with it. You know, it's kind of like <laughs> <laughs> it's like people just jump into races and they don't train, you know, like long distance races. Like you're going to get away with it for a while.
0: Until you are not And then
1: you're not. And um, the body is not the limitless part of us, you guys. It is a temple. And the question to ask is like, am I talking to it like a temple? Am I feeding it like a temple? Am I training it like a temple? Am I resting it like a temple? Am I loving it like a temple? And do I have peace within it like a temple? it really is this amazing vehicle that we've been gifted. And with it, we got free will to choose, uh, which is so beautiful when we can use that in um, the direction of the life we desire and the person we want to be and and uh, and what we want to do and experience in this life and how we want to experience it. So uh, the other thing is like, we're what two weeks into the June edition of Awake Kitchen, um, and we are recording all the cooking classes. And we are so far looks good. These two classes that we have, so we'll have two more classes, Chef Linda, and then that will be up for people to you know purchase the program. So we'll have different ones throughout the year. So there'll be different ones. This is like a summer series. But this week was burrito week. And like when in doubt, you guys, just throw it in a in a tortilla and roll it up and eat it. Um, she actually even has a recipe, the leftover the leftover girl, the leftover girl burrito or something like that. Um, and so a weight kitchen, the whole purpose of a weight kitchen is making the healthy option the easy option. What did I make the other night, Beach? It was so quick. Was it tofu scramble?
0: It was tofu scramble. You you whipped it up. Normally I make it. Well, I've been making it the past few times, but you whipped it up in five minutes. It was so fast. Maybe like seven or eight minutes.
1: Yeah, it like to the plate. It was like eight minutes. So here's how I did it. I got the pan out, and we get we got vegetable. We got broccoli at Trader Joe's, which was already cut, but I actually chopped it a little bit more. So I put the pan on no oil, turned it up to about medium, threw the broccoli in there. Then I threw in, um, what else I put in there? I think zucchini zucchini in there and let that dry saute so it's like starting to get like a little bit brown. You're moving it around. And then I got chickpeas, drained those, but they still had moisture on them. So I throw a whole can of chickpeas in there and because they have moisture on them, the vegetables steam up. And then crumble um, a package of sprouted organic tofu from Trader Joe's on top. Again, it's got some water in it. So further steams the vegetables. Nothing's getting stuck to the bottom of the pan. And then we threw an insane amount of spinach in there. I think I did red pepper. Red pepper is another one that has a water content. So it will help to steam the veggies if you want to go oil-free. And then um, the spinach, which has... Actually, the Red pepper with the spinach combo, the red pepper has a high level of vitamin C, which helps the absorption of the iron from the spinach. And that was so quick. And then we throw in cumin. What else did we throw in? Cumin. Turmeric. Turmeric, of course. And then throw that in a tortilla, call it a burrito. We had avocado on it and salsa. It was ridiculously good. I think you had second dinner that night too.
0: Yeah, I usually have second dinner. Yeah. But that's that was a super quick meal. Healthy, and we got to eat it the next. We had leftovers for the next day, like, yeah. So you can snack on that for lunch. So, yeah, we'll usually throw in both containers of the sprouted tofu. Like it comes in two packs, but we only had one this time. But the point is, it's super easy, super helpful, can fuel your workout, fuel recovery, all good spices, all good things. And our mission, part of our mission, is to remove the 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 uh, decision fatigue of what to eat um as an endurance athlete. It's really really simple in these in this program.
1: Yeah, yeah. So and you also get so Chef Linda will create one to two recipes in the cooking classes, but then you get corresponding because she'll have a theme for every week and you'll get corresponding um recipes for that week as well. So oh my god, just in the 3 that she's done, it's there's been an incredible amount of recipes and there none of them are difficult. The first one, I think she did the sauces. But what we are going to do is we're thinking we're going to offer some one-off classes. So be on the lookout for that, you guys. We're thinking a brunch class, which I've already put in a request for a breakfast burrito in that.
0: Vegan scone, Vegan
1: scone and muffin class, which sounds amazing because that those are things that you can freeze and pull out and, and um, you know, eat and fuel. So <laughs> it's you know it's it's detrimental not to fuel your body for workouts. And if there's a hesitation because there's a relationship of fear of gaining weight or a distaste for your body, that's where you want to start. You got to you got to start healing that relationship because that's not going anywhere until you heal it. And I've lived that relationship just to a very intense degree. And I have healed that relationship. And um, it's possible. It's possible. So, and in the meantime, do the best you can to fuel your workouts because it's, it's, a, it's your body will only be forgiving for so long. And we just want all of you guys not just to live long lives. We, we want you to live quality lives. We want you to live, we wish for you to live lives of well-being and joy uh, and, um, and the one that you desire to live and being the person you desire to be within that life.
0: All right. Take us out.
1: You take us out. I took us in. Yeah, you got to bookend it.
0: All right. Well, thanks for joining us today <laughs> for the latest episode of The O Show. If you have questions, comments on this episode, let us know. If you have uh, thoughts on future episodes of what you'd like to hear us speak about, let us know. But it's always such a special time when uh, we can sit here together across from each other and actually just have a conversation and share it with you all. As we have conversations like this all the time, But we want to be transparent, and we are transparent, and we're living the example. And what we talk about is most often what we experience. Uh, And um, if we can maybe shine a little bit light a little further down the path of where you're going, then we feel successful. So we'll continue to do that. You continue to show up as you out there, be the best version of you today and we'll see you next time.
1: And BJ will continue to do the intros and the outros.
0: We shall see. We shall see.